Hi, this is Miss Laura and welcome to the morning lesson. Sari and Abram and Hagar and Ishmael all lived as a family. When Ishmael was born, Abram was 86 years old. Now years went by and Ishmael grew. And when Abram was 99 years old, God again reminded him that he and Sari would have a son. God asked Abram to make a sacrifice to him. And he asked that all of the men in Abram's entire household, which, which meant the entire village of Bedouin tents, his entire tribe, make a sacrifice to him. Each of the men and the boys sacrificed a part of their body to God, just as God had instructed them to do. And forevermore, when a baby boy is born into the tribe, the same sacrifice marks these men as people of God. Well, after the sacrifice was made, God spoke to Abram and said, Now your name is Abraham, and Sarah's name is now Sarah. You are to be the mother and father of my great people. But Abraham asked that his son Ishmael, who had also made his sacrifice, should not be forgotten. And God blessed Ishmael. Ishmael, you will have 12 sons, all princes. Your people will also number like stars in the heavens. But, God said, my covenant will be with the son of Sarah. Sarah was an old woman, wrinkled, past 90 years old. How could this be? Now, one very hot day, Abraham was sitting at the opening of his tent to catch a little bit of a breeze when he saw three strangers arrive in his camp village. In those days and in that place when strangers arrived, it was the custom to treat them with a warm welcome. This was called hospitality. Abram called to the strangers, Come, rest a while under the shade. Refresh yourselves with water. Bathe your feet. Have some food. Please allow me to serve you. You can see why God loved Abraham so much. The strangers did stop and rest. They washed the dust off of their hands and their feet and their faces, and Sarah made bread for them just as Abraham had asked. Abraham had gone out to the cows and got fresh cream and milk from the cows who was in calfing. And a calf, they took a calf and they roasted it as way of a feast. Sarah was still preparing the bread when the strangers wondered where she was. Abraham pointed to the tent and one of the strangers remarked, 
By this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah was just at the tent flap when she heard this folly. She laughed to herself. What? Will God smooth my wrinkles? And what of my husband, his too? And God spoke into Abraham's ear and said, Why has Sarah laughed? Now the strangers were no strangers at all, but angels of the Lord. They were on their way to Sodom. God wondered to them if they would tell Abraham of their mission. The strangers were no strangers at all, but angels of the Lord. God had sent them on a mission. They were on their way to Sodom. God wondered to the angels and took counsel with them. Should we tell Abraham of what we are going to do in Sodom? God decided that Abraham and his people were trustworthy. He was planning on making them a mighty nation. And Abraham always followed dutifully the ways of God. So God decided to tell Abraham what he was going to do. The strangers left down their path on their way to Sodom. You see, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, the city right next door, had been, well, evil, wicked cities for far too long. God sent these three angels to see if the cities should be destroyed uh, and, or to see if they should be saved. If to be destroyed, nothing and no one would escape them. When the strangers were gone, God told Abraham what they were meant to do. Oh, Abraham drew in a deep breath and he asked God a question. God, what if there were 50 righteous men in Sodom? Would you destroy the whole city, including 50 men who were good and righteous? Surely you would not destroy a whole city, including 50 men who were good. Surely you are great enough to forgive the wicked for the sake of the righteous. God replied, mm, all right, if I find 50 righteous men, I will forgive all of Sodom for their sake. While Abraham was speaking to God, he thought and posed another question. God, what if you couldn't find all 50 men? Maybe you might uh, find five more or five less than 50. Would you still destroy the 45 righteous with the wicked? Or is 45 righteous men enough to forgive Sodom? God replied, I will forgive Sodom if I only find 45 righteous men. Adam thought to himself in a hope sparked in his heart. He was worried he might anger God, but he continued on. God, what if you can't find 40 men? Would 35 men be enough? 35 would be fine. And Abraham continued to ask, what about 30 men? What about 25 men? What about 20 men? What about 15 men? 
each time God replied that he would save Sodom for any of those numbers of righteous men. Now, when Abraham suggested that surely God would not destroy Sodom if ten righteous men were found, and God agreed that he would spare the city if his angels could find ten righteous men, at that point, God left that place and spoke no more of it. In this story, it's a really good introduction to what does it mean to be a wicked place. And this is a wonderful tool for you to set up class rules if you're in a classroom or family rules. What do you do in your homes uh, that is appropriate and what do you feel is not appropriate? And it's just a nice, nice dinner conversation or a nice conversation with all the members of the family or the community to, to explore how do we live together well in community. Until next time, bye.